On today's episode of Locked on Canucks, the Canucks take on the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, a mysterious banner flying around downtown Vancouver about the skate jersey, and JT Miller on waivers. It's Locked on Canucks, and it starts right now. You're Locked on Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me at Twitter at Justin Pooney. That's J-U-S-T-I-N. With an un- with a P-O-O-N-I, excuse me, with an underscore at the end. That's J-U-S-T-I-N, P-O-O-N-I, underscore at the end. You can find our show's Twitter at Locked on Canucks. You can also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just type in Locked on Canucks, and it will be the first thing that pops up. Also, I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. To also, Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And today, we're going to start off with the simple task at hand, which is the Vancouver Canucks. Yes, the 16, 18, and 3 Vancouver Canucks take on the Colorado Avalanche, the 19, 14, and 3 Colorado Avalanche. Uh, tonight at Rogers Arena. And boy, oh boy, um, it's an interesting one. Of course, the Canucks, after kind of having a very impressive one, I was at that game last week when they beat the San Jose Sharks uh, 6-2. And after that, they kind of laid a couple stinkers. Tonight marks the second of three meetings between these two teams. Uh, the Canucks, of course, won in Denver 4-3 back on November 23rd. Then, again, they play host to the abs tonight and then in only in a couple weeks time they play host to them once again the canucks although they've had a couple stinkers they're still five three and two in their last 10 games versus colorado um they're three and two in their last ones now Elias Pettersson has been playing very well bo horvat's been on a tear lately andre kuzmenko quinn hughes and connor gall have all been playing very well but we gotta talk about The biggest story in the Canucks media, the Canucks media, the Canucks market, um, has been who's taking accountability for all of the stuff that's been going on. Who's at fault? Is it Francesco Aquilini? Is it Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvin? Is it Bruce Brujor? Is it the players? Now, I'm a firm believer that the whole, for part of my French, the shit show the Vancouver Canucks have been this year. Um, has to do with a couple things. First of all, the players and their accountability. And I think JT Miller has been the biggest whipping boy of everybody and much deserved. When I watch JT Miller play for the Vancouver Canucks, I see a guy who he's there, but I think everybody kind of gets on him for his attitude. Now, I'm not one to get on somebody's attitude, especially a guy like JT Miller who... Where is his emotions on his sleeve? And he's said that in the media the other day uh, where he said, I am who I am and I can't change it. Basically, you got to deal with who I am. I am 
uh, a prickly guy. And I think that throws the media members off. And I think also just the lack of production. Now, he's still on pace to get about 68 points this year. Uh, still, um, you know, pl- play well. He's still playing fairly well on the offensive side. The defense side, he's had a lot of lackluster moments. Um, and I think his laziness has really t- come out and shown. He's been, you see just the lazy giveaways, the poor giveaways, and just the not smart hockey. And I saw people saying put JT Miller on waivers, strip him of his assistant captain, do all this. But this is the problem of sending a message to JT Miller, where Jim Rutherford just came out and actually defended him. If you want to send a message, if Bruce Boudreau really wants to send a message to JT Miller, he's got a brand new contract that kicks in next year. And I know people think that somehow some magical thing is going to take place and he's going to, the Canucks are going to move off that deal. Let me burst your bubble right here. There is no chance that JT Miller gets traded in the next three years. Nobody is touching that contract. Nobody wants that contract right now unless you are attaching sweeteners to it or you catch some GM lacking big time. That deal is not going anywhere. That deal, you're stuck with it. You made your bed, you're stuck with it. The biggest thing about JT Miller is this. And I do, look, he's making 8 million bucks. I can't really defend the guy too much. But when you look at it, he's been playing on, and he says he's playing on different lines. He's been switching in and out. He's never got a consistent rhythm with the season. And I think that has something to do uh, with a player's psyche and how they perform. Anything. Once you get in a rhythm and that state of flow, you're just able to go, 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 and let it react, react, react. JT Miller has been going from playing with Brock, I'm sorry, Bo Horvat to Elias Pettersson to down to Connor Garland. You know, he's all over the place. And I think injuries have played a factor with that. The Canucks have been injured up front. You know, Curtis Lazar was out and missing time. And we all know about Tanner Pearson being out of the lineup. So it's been, there's been injuries and they've had to work around it. Um, they, and I think moving aside from JT Miller, I want to kind of go over on a grander scheme uh, of what's going on. Um, the Canucks are basically playing the same they played last before they fired Travis, before they got hot, hot on that really hot start, the really hot, sorry, the cold start, and they had a really hot finish. Well, they're going to need to do that once again. And it's not conducive to winning. It's not conducive to having success. And as the fans, they get pissed off. And you saw that stinker they had the other day when they played the New York Islanders. And quite frankly, We've been seeing too much of that. And when I watch the Canucks play, and I see them play very well against the San Jose team, dominate them, and they should have dominated. You see the flashes by this team that, hey, there might be something there, might be something there, but then they don't do themselves any favors, and they have a bad game, and then they're now seven points out of a playoff spot, although with two games in hand. So the Canucks... Of course, still have to are still behind the Colorado Avalanche who have 41 points, who have been decimated by injuries and have not been playing their best hockey as well. Um, I do suspect once they get healthy, they'll be back at the top of the league and they're where it matters most. Kind of like the Golden State Warriors of the NBA, um, they will be there. Uh, they're just too much talent and they have a winning pedigree to not make the playoffs, so they will be there. I'm not worried about that. But um, when you look at this Canucks team, right? Somehow, some way, this New Year's resolution thing or something's got to kick in and these guys got to start playing. They got to start playing. Um, 
and I don't, and I think the accountability falls on the players at the end of the day. That's who goes out on the ice every night and that's who performs. And this team right here, they don't play for each other. There's, there's, there's no continuity on, and I think there's almost so much negativity around this franchise and this organization. When I look at the Vancouver Canucks, and I was just back home for a couple of weeks for the holidays. Wonderful time, had the time of my life. Love everybody, love being back, love all of that. Just, I, I cannot say how much I needed it personally for me back home uh, in the lower mainland of British Columbia, just for my own mental sanity and just seeing people and going to places that I know and I re- remember, right? So, um, but when I listen to sports talk radio, listening and seeing the coverage on a local aspect, other than when I'm in Toronto, I get it kind of on a broader landscape. When I see all the local media and I see all the local, the fan base, it is a very toxic marketplace. Like it is tough. Like there's constantly drama, 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 drama. There is there. The Canucks might be the best soap opera in the NHL with the amount of drama that's going, whether it's Bo Horvat and his contract situation. Is he going to get traded? JT Miller, Bruce Brujo's future, Jim Rutherford calling out people in the media. The Canucks are basically a walking soap opera, which is not, which you cannot win. It is not a winning environment. First of all, when you look at all the teams that are successful, as much as I hate to say it, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they are a very good team, but there's not a lot of drama in the regular season, but come playoff time, there is. Colorado, you look at all these, St. Louis for the longest time, Boston, you know, you look at all these elite teams, Vegas, and there was drama with Vegas, but, you know, Carolina of late, Tampa, there's never been drama. There's never been leaks. There's never been so much stuff, just whatever, rumors, gossip, uh, negative news, all that stuff coming out of a media marketplace, un- unlike Vancouver. There's, and I get it. The fan base is passionate. The media is passionate. The fans are passionate. The players are passionate. Excuse me. Um, everybody wants to win. But I think everybody doesn't understand that it weighs on players probably that hearing all this negativity and it sucks. And I think that's why I tell people Vancouver is the hardest marketplace to play in Canada in the, in the hockey world, potentially because it's such under a microscope. It's the only thing in town. People care so much about it and it weighs on you. It's like a, the Canucks have not only the entire weight of a province times that by 10, there is so much pressure and weight on this Vancouver Canucks organization to get it right and do something that anything of any slight thing of the sort, anything, JT Miller says something in the media about how he can't change who he is and it blows up like wildfire. That's the type of market Vancouver is and it's very difficult. And I think, and quite frankly, I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I wish I knew a way to fix it, but there's, I have no idea how the Canucks can fix this whatsoever. But what they might be able to fix is their jersey debacle. And coming up after this break, I'm going to dive into a, was it a planned media ploy by the Canucks? Or was it just some crazy fan really trying to send a message? But first, I want to talk to you guys about the fine folks at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and world cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those on betonline at betonline as well. We're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay. Welcome back. Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in 
on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, the Canucks do take on the Colorado Avalanche, but we talked about that for a little bit, but there's a movement that's once again reopened in the streets of Vancouver, the skies actually of Vancouver. Uh, the free to skate mo- movement uh, has been a thing all across Canucks Twitter, of course, to free the flying skate jersey and make those the permanent jersey for the Vancouver Canucks, but it took it to new heights literally today where there was a plane flying around Vancouver today with a banner that read hashtag free the skate. Of course, it's not the first time there's been a banner flying around the city of Vancouver. Of course, there was the infamous fire bending one in April of 2021. And then there was an Aquilini quit banner. Um, again, fans uh, were shown on the Jumbotron the other night saying free the skate. The Canucks have been practicing uh, wearing their black equipment. Uh, but so if they're practicing in it and what will the Canucks do? I, I saw the reverse retro. First thing I want to say is I saw the reverse retros up close and in person. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, those are beautiful, beautiful. I love those jerseys. I actually think they should keep those for sure. Um, I do think, you know, they, they do have an opening for uh, a third jersey after they ditch those ugly uh, heritage ones, those other ones. Um, now they're done wearing their reverse ratchets for the season, but the flying skate looks like it's back. Look, when I look at it, right, could this have been the Canucks are dropping a lot of tidbits here, a lot of teasing, right? First, they're showing fans on the Jumbotron with that. I've been to Canucks games, they only show things on the Jumbotron that they want to be seen on the Jumbotron. So there's a reason they zoomed into that hashtag free the skate thing. And also, some of the time, some, I'm a firm believer that a lot of the things on the Jumbotron are paid actors. Like the Oblivious Cam I saw last week, I'm telling you right now, there was pe- those people knew and they were paid or set up by the Canucks to be, do to act like that on the Jumbotron. I'm telling you that for sure. That kid that said the how you doing thing about Joey from Friends on the 90s thing, that was obviously staged. I have a firm believer of that. Don't tell me otherwise. Yes, I might be a conspiracy theorist, but that is the facts. Um, the Canucks need some good PR. I just went on the first block. I went on a whole thing about how this media market and the fan base is always on them and always this and that. And how did they get some good PR? Well, the good PR would be to uh, potentially bring back the black jerseys. Now, again, it's only going to be a temporary thing for maybe a game or two, and it'll be a novelty thing, and fans might be happy about it. Uh, you still got to win games, but I feel the Canucks know they're in a PR nightmare. They know that it's a very negative environment. There's a lot of things going wrong. So they might feel the need to bring these jerseys back um, as a surprise um, and to ease the fan base or give the fan base a bone. Now, I saw a lot of conspiracy theories on uh, Twitter and stuff like that saying that the Canucks might have leaked that plane and flown it around town and paid for it because they want to get the fan base all excited. Now, that would be a hell of a marketing ploy. I think it's just a fan base. Clearly, somebody in the fan base has access to a plane and a banner is doing that. Um, but I think that was very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's the Jersey talk for the day. And that was kind of an interesting tidbit that kind of flew around uh, the city of Vancouver. Now, coming up after this last break, of course, it is Canucks game day. So I'm going to give you guys my best bets for tonight's game and predict what exactly will happen when the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche come to Rogers going to take on the Vancouver Canucks. But first, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NFL. 
sorry, the NHL draft plus the NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. Locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast services. Next, uh, are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want the, all the fat and calories? And you gotta try the, the a built bar. We got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier and kind of lay off all that turkey and all that stuff and get back in the gym. If you're like me and want to eat healthier but don't want to com- compromise the taste, then man, you I've got this thing for you. You gotta try built with built healthy actually taste is actually tasty excuse me seriously they are so delicious and you and you think they're good and you won't even think they're good because that's how tasty they are i love my chocolate i love all that and built fills that need what makes built bar so good well for starters they're covering 100 real chocolate like i just said real chocolate and they come un, in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros and that's even and what's even better is they're healthy only 130 calories four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years you've been talking about you ordering built bars at built.com now you get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk by the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four bar box cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs if you're close to sam's club ram run and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavor brownie batter churro or brownie batter or churro. Excuse me. You can thank me later. Okay, guys. Welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Now, final segment of the show, of course. Defending champs, Colorado Avalanche, will... Roll into Vancouver. Right now, the abs are minus one and a half on the puck line. Uh, minus 162 on the money line. And the over is set at six and a half. Well, I'm going to go with the abs to win tonight. I think the abs are just simply a better team. I think the Colorado Avalanche are, quite frankly, um, you know, they are a better team. They are a, you know, after that stinker, Vancouver came off just looking poor and just not good. Um, I don't trust the Canucks. And I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. I think the Canucks are... It's always a one step forward, five steps back for the Vancouver Canucks. And I feel like we're in the midst of a five-step back um, skid with this team. And I don't I don't trust them. I don't like them. They just, you know, they lost on Monday. The Avs lost on Monday to the Golden Knights. They lost the Leafs 6-2. And they've lost... The Avs have lost four in a row. So they're bound to win a game here, right? They're not going to lose forever. And I think uh, the Canucks might be exactly what the doctor ordered for uh, the defending champs. I'd see them you know, taking the Canucks and you know, it'll be a tight game, but I'd see uh, the Avs winning this one. As for player props, uh, goals, I think the boy Nathan McKinnon, one of the best players on planet, will score. Uh, I think Elias Pettersson will score. And I'm going to take Ilya McKay up to score. I think the speed will help. And I think he will be able to, to make an impact on the score sheet. But like I said, it won't be enough. I do suspect the Colorado Avalanche will defeat the Vancouver Canucks. This has been Locked on Canucks. I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out Locked on NHL Prospects. Speaking of prospects, before I go, the World Junior Final is on right now. Canada's up 1-0 early in the second period. 
That's again, Locked On NHL Prospects. They'll keep you up to date on all prospects, including ones in the World Juniors, also the next generation hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast services. Guys, take care. Stay safe.